Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. And I'm also the author of several books, including my most recent title, which was an Amazon number one new release called Money Smart Solopreneur, a personal finance system for freelancers, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers. I want to thank all of you who have purchased the book. I've heard from many of you who have really enjoyed it. Thanks so much for your positive feedback. If you're building a business or maybe you're just ready to earn more income and you want to build a a part-time business on the side, it's a great book for you. So I hope you'll grab a copy of the paperback, ebook, or audiobook today. And if you're on social media, be sure to connect with me. I'm on most of the channels. You'll find me on Twitter, at Laura Adams on Instagram at Laura D. Adams, and lauradadams.com is also my personal website where you can find my contact page and learn more about my work, books, and money courses. The mission for this show is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. Every show is designed to help you come away with actionable tips and advice to take your personal finances to the next level. And if you're enjoying the show, I would really appreciate you taking a second to subscribe, maybe submit a rating or a review, or even send me a money question or comment. A great way to do that is to call the voicemail line. We have a 24-7 voicemail line at 302-3640. And of course, you can email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com or connect with me on social media. And if you want to read a companion blog post for this or any Money Girl show, they're published every week in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Today's episode is number 721, called Seven Legal Ways to Skip Taxes. Every year about this time when I'm kind of gathering up all my information to send to my accountant, I really think thoroughly about, you know, have I taken advantage of every opportunity to reduce my taxes? And I would never encourage you to 
you know, evade taxes. That's not what this podcast is about. Um, While paying taxes that you legally owe is critical, there's no reason to pay more than you owe. And so, you know, evading taxes is a crime. That's actually uh, not paying taxes that you actually owe. But it's not against the law to use legitimate strategies to minimize your federal and state taxes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. This podcast will cover seven legal ways to reduce your taxes. And I think the trick is to just understand those methods, you know, get familiar with them. If you're not sure what they are, it's really hard to take advantage of them. And, you know, if you're not doing your taxes yourself, hopefully you have an accountant who will help you reduce your taxes as much as possible. But even when you use an accountant or a CPA, you've got to help them. You've got to keep good records so they can use that information to reduce your taxes. So I think if you can use even one or two of the tips in this podcast, just depending on your eligibility for different tax benefits, using them could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars every year. Uh, Just one or two tips could either eliminate your entire tax bill or increase your tax refund. So let's get into it. The first legal way to skip taxes is to contribute to retirement accounts. And that's something you hear me talk a lot about, not only because is it great to accumulate wealth for retirement, but when you're using government-sponsored retirement accounts, they come with some really nice tax benefits. So when you're making contributions to one or more retirement accounts, I just I think that's the best way to skip taxes and boost your future financial security. It's a win-win. So that's why I'm such a huge fan of participating in workplace retirement plans. You might have a 401k, maybe a 403b, maybe a 457 plan plan at work, just depending on the type of work you do. All of these plans come with very high contribution limits, and many employers also pay some amount of matching funds to sweeten the deal. That's free money that they're contributing on your behalf just to entice you to participate. And just about everyone with earned income or a spouse with income can put money into an individual retirement account or IRA. These don't come from an employer. These are accounts that you can open and contribute to as an individual. And this includes folks who don't have a retirement account at work and the self-employed. There are even more options when you work for yourself, either full-time or part-time, and that includes a SEP IRA, that's a special type of retirement plan for the self-employed, and also a solo 401k. At the top of the show, I mentioned my recent book, Money Smart Solopreneur. I go into a lot of detail about the retirement accounts available to you when you're self-employed. So if you're earning money on your own and you're not using a retirement account, or maybe you're just, you know, not, uh, let's say, not using multiple retirement accounts, uh, those are all good reasons to pick up my book and learn a little bit more about how to do that. So a lot of people may not understand exactly how using a retirement account cuts your taxes. Let me give you a quick explainer. With a traditional account, It could be a traditional IRA or even a traditional 401k or a traditional 403b. Your contributions are tax deductible. So that means you don't pay taxes on the money that you put into the account in the current year. So let me give you an example. Let's say you're earning $80,000 at work and you max out a 401k by making contributions of $20,500 
you would only pay taxes on $59,500 of income, not on $80,000. For 2022, if you're over age 50, you can even contribute more. You can put in an additional $6,500 for a total of $27,000 to max out a workplace retirement plan. What's not to love about that? I mean, reducing your taxable income, saving for the future, it's just a no-brainer. So if you're not contributing to a retirement account, that's the first place that I would recommend you go. Again, if you're using a traditional account, that's going to help you cut taxes. The second way to cut taxes is by using medical spending accounts. Some employers offer a flexible spending account, or FSA. It's also called a flexible spending arrangement. These help workers avoid tax on the funds used for certain medical and childcare expenses. You and your employer can make tax-free contributions, and they're tax-free if you spend them on eligible expenses by an annual deadline. And there are lots and lots of of qualifying medical expenses. If you purchase a high deductible health plan as an individual or through an employer's group plan, you can contribute to a different type of medical uh, plan called a health savings account or HSA. This is similar to an FSA, but it does not have a use it or lose it spending deadline. So your unused HSA balance can just roll over from year to year with no penalty. Using an FSA or an HSA helps you reduce taxes because you or your employer's contributions get excluded from your taxable income. So again, that's money that you're earning that you don't have to pay tax on. And if you've got a generous employer who's also contributing for you, that's free money. Now, I will say there are penalties if you take non-qualified withdrawals. So if you take money out of an HSA or an FSA and then you go spend that money on a vacation, for instance, those will come with, with penalties. You do have to only spend those funds on qualified medical expenses. For 2022, the maximum HSA contribution is $3,650 for an individual or $7,300 for families, and the FSA contribution limit is $2,850. All right, the third way to cut your taxes is by claiming itemized tax deductions. So when you file taxes, you've got the option to claim what's called the standard deduction or to itemize deductions separately on Schedule A. That's an IRS form. Itemizing is only worthwhile when your total deductions would exceed the standard amount. And if you're not sure if you know which way is going to benefit you most, what you want to do is complete your taxes both ways and then see which one saves you the most money. And you can choose either one and even change it up from year to year. So for 2022, the standard deduction is $12,950 for single taxpayers and $25,900 for married couples filing a joint return. So if you made substantial payments for things like your mortgage interest, property taxes, medical expenses, and local and state taxes, itemizing your deductions might allow you to save a lot of money the allowable deductions get subtracted from your adjusted gross income, reducing your taxable income. So be sure to keep records of all your potentially deductible expenses so you or your accountant can figure out whether claiming the standard deduction or itemizing allows you to avoid paying the most taxes. 
This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. The fourth way to skip taxes is by qualifying for tax credits. While tax deductions are terrific because they reduce your taxable income, tax credits are really different. They can be even more valuable because they actually reduce the amount of tax that you owe or even increase your tax refund in some cases. For instance, for 2022, the Earned Income Tax Credit allows low-income taxpayers to claim up to $6,935 for three or more qualifying children. You can claim up to $6,164 for two kids, $3,733 for one child, and $560 even if you have no children. The Savers Credit is another uh, valuable credit. It benefits low-income taxpayers who save for retirement by giving them a credit of up to one-half of their retirement contributions. That's pretty cool. And if you're a student, there are several education tax credits and deductions. They include the American Opportunity Tax Credit. That pays you up to $2,500 per year for eligible students for the first four years of your higher education. There's another one called the Lifetime Learning Credit. That allows a maximum credit for qualifying expenses up to $2,000. All right, the fifth way to cut taxes is owning real estate. Not only is real estate an actual shelter, like literal shelter, but it's also a robust tax shelter. When you own a home, you avoid taxes the year you buy it, every year you own it, potentially, and when you sell it. So let me give you an example. Your mortgage points that you pay on a home loan, private mortgage insurance, property taxes, and a limited amount of your mortgage interest are all tax deductible when you itemize deductions. Again, this is one of those um, tax benefits where you do have to itemize deductions to take advantage of it. And let's say you tap your home's equity by getting a home equity loan or a home equity line of credit to do renovations or a home improvement, you can deduct some of the interest that you pay on that home equity loan. 
And if you sell your home after living there for at least two out of the five previous years, you avoid paying capital gains tax on up to $250,000 of profit as a single or up to $500,000 of profit if you're married and file jointly. Plus, your selling costs like real estate commissions, advertising, and title insurance all get deducted from your capital gain. So owning real estate has always been uh, you know, an asset that's very valuable to have from a tax perspective. It's not quite as valuable now that the standard deduction is higher now than it used to be, which means fewer people will itemize. It will, you know, make sense to itemize for fewer taxpayers. But again, if you're paying a lot of mortgage interest, you likely can get that deduction. All right, the sixth way to reduce your taxes is by getting workplace benefits. Many people are unaware that employer-provided benefits like Health insurance, life, and disability insurance all get deducted from your paycheck before payroll taxes get deducted. So that means you're paying for them on a pre-tax basis. Also, fringe benefits that are paid by an employer for things like education expenses, commuting costs, or even a monthly car allowance typically are not taxed. So those are fantastic benefits that you get from your employer that don't increase your taxable income. All right, the seventh and last way I'm going to cover about how to reduce or skip taxes is starting a business. In addition to creating extra income, starting a part or full-time business offers many ways to avoid paying tax. That's because many business expenses, like marketing, supplies, equipment, and professional services, can be deducted from your income. That reduces the amount of tax you owe. And you're entitled to even more money-saving tax deductions if you operate your business from a qualifying home office, and so many people are doing that these days. You're allowed to deduct a certain amount of household expenses, like maintenance, insurance, and utilities based on the size of your office as a percentage of your home. And by the way, home office deductions are not just for homeowners. Even if you rent your home or your apartment, you can also claim them. And I've done several podcasts about the home office deduction. So if you're looking to learn more about that, I would encourage you to go back in the archive of the podcast or even to pick up my book. As I mentioned, Money Smart Solopreneur has a lot of information there about claiming the home office deduction. So I hope this show has helped you think about ways to reduce your taxes. And don't forget that some of them can even apply in the prior year. So for instance, contributing to an IRA, you've got until tax day to contribute to your IRA for 2021. Same with your HSA. So there's a little bit more time left in the year. Right now, as I'm doing this podcast, we've got about a month to go before tax time. It's not too late to use several of these, uh, you know, these methods that I've covered here to reduce your taxes for last year. Another thing to remember is that if you should have taken advantage of something in 2021, but you didn't, so let's say you already filed your taxes, but now you're thinking, wow, I probably should have maxed out my IRA for 2021. You can do that and then amend your tax return. So if you've got questions about doing that, definitely seek help from a professional, uh, but it can be well worth it. So again, I hope this has given you a little bit to think about for ways to legitimately avoid taxes.
And before we go, I want to make sure you know I've got a free private Facebook group that's called Dominate Your Dollars. It's a fantastic group of folks, so I would encourage you to check that out. If you're interested, all you have to do is search for Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with editing by Adam Cecil. Our advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.